today's, I believe, is the fourth installment, and um, I've titled today's message, The Place of Prayer. The Place of Prayer. I believe this strongly aligns to um, the topic or the yeah the topic of focus for this month's deep treasures i've titled today's message the place of prayer um please if you can pull up the anchor text we'll start with that and then we'll go into what god has for us this morning anchor text uh colossians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 5 i'll read that in the in the the passion please okay that's it i am contending for you I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This was Paul's letter to the Colossians, and I believe to us as well as God's people. For our spiritual... Okay, I'll do this on my phone, just so that I'm not... Because um, I'm seeing two different scriptures. I'm, I don't know if it's two different um, uh, versions. Colossians 2. I wish you would know how much I have struggled for you and for the church in Laodicea and for the many other friends I've yet to meet. I'm contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. Verse 3, this will give you access to the reaches, to all the reaches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. For our spiritual wealth is in him, like a hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. For our spiritual wealth is in him, verse 3, waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you into error through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Even though I'm separated from you geographically, my spirit is present there with you. And I'm overjoyed to see how disciplined and deeply committed you are because... You have such a solid faith in Christ Jesus, the anointed one. I believe the emphasis, um, when I look at the topic and I look at this text, I believe the emphasis is in verse 3 and verse 4. How that our spiritual wealth is in Christ. How that our spiritual wealth is in Christ. There's so much of heaven tre heaven's treasures waiting to be discovered. The Bible tells us heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge and today i believe by the help of the spirit we're going to understand how we can how the place of prayer brings us into accessing heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge we're taking our text from luke chapter 22 from verse 39 to 46 luke 22 39 to 46 I'm a bit old school. Bear with me. I like to look at my Bible as I preach. So please bear with me. Coming out, he went to the Mount Olives, the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed. And his disciples followed him. Please pay attention to the story. The thing I find about Bible stories, and I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but I find that, you know, I've read the scripture. And I've read the scripture. And I've heard the scripture. And I've read the scripture. And then I read the scripture again, and I'm like, where was this all my life? You know, please pay attention. This is a story we all know, very well know. But I believe that the Holy Spirit, wa the Holy Spirit wants us to see something this morning. 
And I pray that light will dawn upon us so that we will see what God will have us see in Jesus' name. Amen. Coming out, he went into the Mount Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, to them pray that you may not enter into temptation. Verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Verse 43. Then an angel appeared from heaven, strengthening him. Verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. His sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Verse 45. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Verse 46. Then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Some other scriptures, I believe it says, come, let us be going. Come and be going. <laughs> come and be going. Anyways. First Corinthians ten eleven. I'll read First Corinthians ten eleven, and then we'll we'll go into what we have for us today. The Bible tells us in First Corinthians ten, um, all these things happened to them as examples. All these things happened to God's people as examples. But what is more important for us to note is that they were written for our admonition, upon for us, upon whom the end of ages have come. In layman's terms. Everything written in the Bible was written for us so that we could learn from the examples or we could learn from the mistakes of others. We don't have to repeat those same mistakes. We don't have to, you know, uh, find ourselves, you know, doing the same things that they did and expecting different results. Okay. So the first thing we're going to be looking at today is accessing is how uh, the place of prayer helps us access deep treasures. Um, if you if you want to write, you can say you can write down this. Accessing deep treasures will require prayer. Okay, accessing deep treasures will require prayer. The Bible tells us in Luke 22 from verse 41, which passage we just read, says that Jesus was a stone throw. He went a distance, so he had gone up with his disciples. I believe he went up with all. Um, Luke does not tell us how many disciples he went for, went with. I believe other um, translations will say he went with some. We'll maybe put a number. I don't know. But Jesus went up with his disciples. And this Bible says he went about a stone throw from them. So he separated himself from them. But before he did, he gave them something. He told them something important. He said, pray that you will not that you do not fall into temptation pray that you may not enter into temptation and then we see Jesus going to pray now Jesus our perfect example gives us the templates for accessing all the things that we need in Christ this was Jesus faced with a challenge. This was Jesus faced with a situation. There was something big ahead of him. The disciples, there was something big ahead of them because this is a man that they had worked with for 3 years. This is all they've known. They left their family. Maybe they still went back to sleep from time to time or to visit them. But this is all they know. And they knew Jesus. They know Jesus is the son of the living God. Because Peter had that revelation. Peter received that revelation. Jesus as the Christ. So they expected that Jesus would be the, you know, warrior king. 
restore Israel back to the people, drive out the Romans and all of that. And then here's this man telling them, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So it is as though for this group of people, there was, there was something, for lack of a better term, there was a cloud hanging over their head. Of course, we know that kind of evil cloud will not hang over Jesus. But there was something in the air that was so thick, you could literally cut it with a knife. And the Bible tells us that, you know, that thing, that because of what was ahead of them, Jesus went away to pray. He went away a stone throw to pray. But before he did, he told his disciples, he said, there's something coming. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. He went away and he prayed. The Bible tells us that as he was praying, and I believe this is one of the places where the Bible literally gives us an insight into Jesus's quiet time. It says, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not your will, but my will be done. Verse 43 is what is important. It says, then an angel appeared from heaven, strengthening him. Notice the angel did not appear and strengthened him. The angel came and the angel strengthening him. So that as Jesus was praying, this is the son of God. This is the son of God, full of, full of the spirit. Okay, But he was still a man. This same flesh that we have, Jesus still had it. So no matter how much spirit what he had, he still knew that he had to go through what he had to go through. And he knew it wasn't easy. He knew it wasn't easy. He needed something. The Bible says, instead of going to sleep, Jesus went to pray. Because he knew that for him to be able to get to, to, to complete that assignment, he had an assignment. He understood he had an assignment. He knew that he had to do something. But he knew that he could not do that thing in his own strength, in the strength of a man. So he went to pray. And as he prayed, an angel appeared from heaven, strengthening him. The angel did not strengthen him and walk away. The angel did not bring strength, give it to Jesus, and left. The angel was there with him through the course of the prayer time, strengthening him. Now, why is this important to note? Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we need an insight. We need insight. Maybe we're waiting for a blueprint or maybe we find ourselves in a situation. Let's bring it home. We find ourselves faced with challenges and we're praying. And we're praying. And we're praying, and then we pray and we move on. But the Bible shows us here that Jesus prayed and prayed through. Jesus prayed and prayed through. Jesus prayed and prayed through. He understood that there's something about what was ahead of him that was that he, he, he could not go into that just you know the way he was. He had to stay in the place of prayer. And as he stayed in that place praying, an angel came and strengthened him. Understand that our flesh, just our human flesh, is not wired for prayer. How many people have tried to maybe, maybe even pray? Just maybe even pray. How many people have just tried to pray and dozed off? Like true confession, I was praying last night and I slept. I slept off, and I don't did well. Let me not go into. But what I'm getting at is that our flesh is not wired to do certain things. There are certain things that we cannot do in this flesh. Prayer is one of them. But when we trust the Spirit of God to help us, we rely, we rely on you know the, the the Holy Spirit. We find that we're able to stay in that place of prayer, even when we don't feel like it. 
even when we don't feel like it. And the best part is that as we stay, help comes from heaven. Answers come from heaven. And what it comes to do, it comes to strengthen us. It comes to change us. It comes to help us see, help us realize that, you know what, that thing, that thing that looks like this big thing, you know, will be taken care of. Okay, um, Psalm 61. Let's look at Psalm 61, 1 to 4. Psalm 61. This was the psalmist. Um, okay, I'm going to open this in my Bible because there's, there's a reference there that I think I, I have to make with respect to this psalm. Okay, this is not the one. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I will cry will I cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. Verse 4 says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Now we all know David. We all know the story of David. How that God had anointed, God had instructed Samuel to anoint David, and then David went and fought Goliath, and then the people now, you know praised David, allocated um, a higher, num higher number of killings to him, and then Saul began to seek to kill David. So I believe this was one of the Psalms that came out of that experience, Saul attempting to kill David. In verse 1, it says, hear my cry, O God, attend to, the, to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Your heart is overwhelmed, that is the best time to go to the place of prayer. And you'll see why I'm saying this. Um, I'll point out to something very important in the book of Luke later on, okay? But what is important is that when we stay in the place of prayer, as we pray, we are being strengthened continually. The strength is there. The strength is there. We are strengthened through, okay? So I looked up the root word for strengthened. The root word for strengthened is enisku. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. But what it means, what it means what it means, and I, I, I need to say this, what it means is that you, the person who is being strengthened, you are being made strong enough. You are being given everything that you need to empower you, to enable you face whatever confrontation or face whatever is in front of you and overcome. That's what happens to us when we pray. So it could be anything. Maybe you are this business owner. And you find that your business is, you know, there are challenges. And then you take it to God and you pray. And then you take it to God and you pray. And you're praying and you're praying and you're praying. And you're praying. And you get to the point where you feel peace. And you get up and go. Guess what? You have been strengthened in that season or in that period. You've been strengthened so much so now that whatever it is that is the challenge in your business, you know that the solution has come. You've not received it physically, but that experience you had in the place of prayer, you know that God has answered you. And as you open your ears and begin to listen, as you open your eyes and begin to look, as you are expectant in the physical realm, you then find that you, you, the, the, the physical solution comes your way so much so that you are able to overcome that challenge. Is that making sense to anybody? When the spirit man is strengthened, guess what? The soul and the body comes into alignment. And the man is able to face what was what a challenge. And I believe that's what happened to Jesus. Because think about it. A human being. Me, I don't like needles. I don't like injections. We are two parallel lines. Growing up, I remember if my dad would, you know, maybe 
take us to the hospital. The only way they would get me to take an injection then was to buy me donuts and Coke. Because that's the kind of thing I like. And, you know, and the, you know, I just, I just even, I just need to see the, I just need to, I'll ask the nurse first, is it injection or is it medicine? No, she should be like, you have to take an injection. And I'll now be like, is there no medicine for this injection? <laughs> like, can I take the, the tablets alternative? And she'll be like, well, because you're so sick. That was then. Because you're so sick, this one will work faster. And ah, Lord, we're two parallel lines. So imagine nails being put into the handle. Like Jesus knew there was so much. Forget, forget the cross, the journey to the cross itself. Think about it. Let us, let us put ourselves, like remove yourself from here and put yourself on the streets of Jerusalem. This is somebody two days ago or a couple of days ago who was riding on a colt and everybody was, you know, palm front. Those that removed their jackets, removed, you know, spread it. Those that had blankets, those that came for a picnic, spread everything. Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. They recognized Jesus as king. And then a couple of days later, you are being stripped to nothing. And you're standing in front of a bunch of people who think they know God. And they're questioning your authority. Think about it. You as a human being, there, 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 there's a limit to what you can take. The Spirit of God is helping us, but there's a limit to what you as a human being can take. Unless the Spirit strengthens you. Unless the Spirit strengthens you. Unless the Spirit strengthens you. So when a man is made strengthened, or when a man is being strengthened in the place of prayer, what is happening, even though you don't see it, and I believe this is why we are being encouraged to stay in the place of prayer, to, you know, ensure that we are praying. Jesus told us, says, men ought to pray always and not to faint. Because what is happening to you is that your spirit is being strengthened. And when your spirit is being strengthened, you are coming into your soul, your body is coming into alignment. You are becoming a giant. On the outside, you are the small David. But on the inside, guess what? Nobody can even see your head nobody can even see your head because you've been strengthened because you're becoming a giant in the realm of the spirit let us go to psalms 27 13 to 14 psalms 27 13 to 14 amplified version please is this the amplified okay i would have I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, would there have been a believing if there was no communication with God in the first place? If you have an issue, see the, 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 the challenge, I don't want, I don't like to use negative terms. I don't want to say problem. The challenge with most of us Christians, and I say this because this was me once upon a time. You are, you find yourself in a challenge and you just know that God is in control and then everything will be fine. Guess what? God is in control, but God wants you to come to him and say, Father, this thing, this thing is pinching me one kind. I don't know how to do it. I need your help. God is a God of mercy. He won't let you be destroyed in that thing. But he wants you to come to him and talk to him. And the funny thing is when you come to him and talk to him, he might not even talk about that. Because he knows that, has been, that issue has been settled. 
he told, uh, was it Abraham? Abraham came to him and he told Abraham, come out of, you know, the conversation with Abraham. He, he didn't even address the fact that Abraham needed a child. Told Abraham what he wanted Abraham to do. Because that child issue was settled. You know, but it, 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 it is for you. It is for me. It is for us to ensure that when we, in order for us to access what is in God, we must make out time to say, God, what do you have to show me today? Is it through your word? Is it through prayer? What do you have to show me today? The goodness of the Lord, the psalmist said, I would have despaired had I not believed. How did he know that there was something called the goodness of the Lord unless he stayed in God's presence to receive that revelation? And then in verse 14, he says, wait for and expect the Lord. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and expect, um, confidently expect the Lord. Philippians 4, 4, Philippians 4, Philippians 4, 12 to 13. Let's look at that and then we'll jump to the second part very quickly. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. I know how to be abased, and I know how to be uh, to abound. So I, I believe what these words mean. I know how to have plenty, and I, ha I know, like, I have understood plenty, and I've understood lack, or I've lived in plenty, and I've lived in lack. If you look at other versions, everywhere and in all things, I've learned how to be full and to be hungry, both to abound, that is, both to have plenty and both to lack. But in verse 13, it tells us that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. A lot of time we just jump around and be like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we ignore the part of knowing, the knowing how to, you know, be how to be abased or how to abound, how to be full and how to be hungry. We ignore that there is a learning there is a learning that comes before the actual strengthening. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody. You get to a place, you find yourself in a situation, and you begin to declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But you've not gone to the place of prayer to understand what you need to do or to know what you need to do. I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. The one that will be strengthened by God to face whatever is ahead of them is the one that chooses to stay in the place of prayer. The one that chooses to stay praying, the one that goes to God, not going through social media to look for how to solve a problem. I mean, I'm not putting down social media, but here's the thing. How, like, try, try this. Next time you find yourself in a situation and you're not sure what to do, how about you go to God first and be like, God, I, I need your help. I don't know what to do here, you know. Have that conversation with God and then wait to see what God will tell you to do. For all you know, he might tell you to go to social media and you find what you need there. You know, this is not me, you know, downplaying social media. But I'm saying let Google not be your first point of call. When your father is there, when your father is the one who has all the answers, all the riches are in him. He's waiting for you to, who has found diamond without digging? Who has accessed gold without digging? You know, even the, 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 the people, and this is a bad example, but it's, really, it's the only example that comes to mind. The, the, the people in um, Syria alone, you know, in the, the movie uh, Blood Diamonds I watched way back when. PD doesn't give free adverts, but it's all good. You know, they showed a diamond mine, and they showed how, how that people were combing through muddy water looking for diamonds. The diamonds were not sitting on top. 
you know, they still had to come through. So then understand that if you will access anything in God, you need to pay the price. Wait for God to show you what you need to know in order for you to do what you need to do. That you might become what God wants you to become. Okay? Does that make any sense? The second thing we ought to know, and I think this is where we drop the ball. Me inclusive. Me inclusive. And I'll give a testimony. Receiving help. This is number two if you're writing. Receiving help, that is receiving a note of victory, does not always imply that that season or that challenge will be supernaturally reverted. I'll say that again. Receiving help. And when I say receiving help, I mean being strengthened. You know when you pray, you know when you feel like God has heard you. You know when you feel like, okay, you've come to that place where you feel like you've received something. I can now get up and go. Receiving help does not always imply that the season or the challenge will be supernaturally reverted. Don't get me wrong. There are seasons where something is going on. And you pray about it. And the Lord arises in his power and fights for his people, you know. Like the Bible tells us in, you know, the book of, is it Joshua? I can't remember now. It was one of our, um, our scriptures for um, one of the months last year. How that God will arise and do something unexpected as in Perazim. And this was God just showing up. The people were going to fight on behalf of um, the Gibeonites. And God just showed up and cornered the enemies from you know so God just showed up and delivered his people that does happen okay the other part to that is that you might find yourself in a situation that is part of God's will and God will not deliver you from that situation but God will strengthen you so that you can go through that situation and come out successful on the other side does that make sense to us this morning second Corinthians 7 2 Corinthians 12 7 to 10 We'll look at that because this is literally what Jesus was going through. This is literally what Jesus went through. You know, he prayed. He said, God, if it's your will, you know, I, I, I really want this cup to pass over me. Like as I'm getting, as the time is drawing near, my soul is becoming heavy. My soul is becoming weary. I don't know that I can go through this. I know you asked and you said, who will go for us? And I said, you know, let me, let me go. Let me, let me go. Let me, let me be the sacrifice. Let me be that lamb. But now the time has come and I, 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 I don't know if I want to do this. But let your will, not my will be done. Okay, and what happened in that passage we read, we saw that he was being strengthened continually. Second Corinthians 12, 7, the Bible tells us this was Paul giving a story and uh, something that had happened to him or something that he had experienced. And he said, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. This, so Paul was saying that he had received the revelation that to any man will be mind blowing. To any man, you know, it, 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 can, you know, it can make you begin to think more of yourself than you really are. And Paul said, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Verse, uh, verse 8. This same Paul that has healed the sick, raised the dead, done, God has through him done mighty things. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that he might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Did you notice how God did not refer to the thing? Did you notice how, well, based on what 
Paul told us. God did not refer to the thorn in the flesh. God's response was that you have everything you need to go through with this thorn in the flesh. And then Paul is saying, therefore, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest in me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Because Paul understood that in that situation, as long as you are in contact with heaven, as long as you are in connection with God. See, it's one thing to find yourself in a place or in a situation and you are disconnected from heaven and you're feeling like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But you've not really gone to God to say, God, what do I do? God, I don't know what to do. It's different from God, what do I do? Unfortunately, we say, God, I don't know what to do. And then we start looking for help where there's no help. We start looking for the arm of man that would fail. But then you see where you go to God and say, God, what do I do? See, God is our father now. God is your father. God is your father. Jesus told the, the people listening to him at the time, he says, which of you, a father, will give your child stone when he asks for bread? Or give your child fish, a snake when he asks for fish? How much more your heavenly father? How much more? Somebody needs to get it this morning. That thing that it seems like, it's too big for God. God is your father. God is your father. See, what you want now might not just be God's will for you now. But what God has for you now is good. Accept it. As long as it's from God, it's good. And it's there for a purpose. And it's there for a reason. And that would not be the last, that would not be the end. That wouldn't be the cap. Because the Bible tells us there is more in God. But guess what? God will give it to you layer by layer. Until you accept ground zero, you cannot get to level one. Until you are done with level one in God, you cannot get to level two. We want to go from ground zero to level 20. And God is saying, I am still here waiting for you to meet me in ground zero. You need to learn the things you need to learn here. So that by the time you get to level five, you are able to stand. You don't trip and fall down the stairs. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. When we receive a note of victory, now this is what is important and this is what I pray. If this is the only thing you take away from this message today, I, that, 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 that would be amazing. When we receive a note of victory, what it implies... What it implies mostly is that we've been transformed. We are being strengthened. So we went into that place of prayer, somebody not knowing what to do. And then we, 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 we finish or we exit that place of prayer, still not knowing what to do, but we are at peace. You, you see the difference? You went in not knowing what to do. You come out not, still not knowing what to do, but you are at peace. Okay, now let me tell you what that peace might mean. Okay, that peace could be one of two things. It could be that God has answered your prayer so much so that that which you, that which you asked for has been given to you. So it's, let's say, for example, you need $1 billion. There's a transaction deadline, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you just, there's just this peace. You know that th that money will come in time. Okay? 
Now, there's another side to it, and this is where most Christians don't like. This is what most people don't like to hear, me included. That you've prayed, you receive the note of victory, and you come out of that place of prayer. And then you go back to that situation, and the deadline passed. The $1 billion did not come. And you'll be like, but God, you told me when I prayed. I heard you. I knew. I, I, there was this peace, this quietness in my spirit. I knew it was done. Why? See, eh? when we find ourselves in situations like that, when we pray and we receive that note of victory, it does not always mean that that challenge ahead of us has been taken care of, supernaturally taken care of. And by supernaturally, I mean you won't have to go through it. Most times, as far as God's children, what it means, what it could mean is that we are being changed, we are being transformed to become a man, the version, the version, the person that can go through that situation and come out alive at the other end. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me give my testimony and then we'll, um, we'll just round this up so that we're not, uh, we don't go over time. So early this year, some of you that are close to me might know this, early this year we started off with, um, we've had a tenant who, you know, amazing tenant, amazing and then you know going through a challenge going through challenges with this lady you know and I remember how early in the year the the devil like imagine you going to sleep because like you've spent all the time on Facebook just trying to figure out this person what is it about her how can you you know you just you've prayed about it or should I say, I have prayed about it. I won't go into details just because I believe this message is going to go around. I prayed about it. And I, you know, felt peace at the time I prayed. So this was me getting up the next day and being like, okay, by the end of this month, this issue will be done. We'll be moving on, all of that, all of that, you know. And then two days later, it's like somebody is calling you and giving you another bad report concerning that same person. And you're like, but God... You gave me a note of victory as I prayed. What is all this? And then you go to sleep feeling sad. You wake up in the morning. You are feeling heavy. The devil is just using your mind to play games. And then everybody that you come in contact with that day is just, you know, feeling the, at the receiving end of whatever it is you're feeling. You know, and that was just me and that experience. Until one day I... In the place of prayer, I was just praying. And I saw something concerning that situation. What was once big suddenly became like invincible beside God. And I came out of that place of prayer. And I was like, God, I give you praise. I don't know when this matter is going to be resolved. I know it's going to be resolved. So now, this is me seeing that. This is me being strengthened concerning that particular situation. That episode is not over. That episode is still ongoing as we speak. But guess what? Every time the devil brings her to mind, I smile because I know that God has taken care of the situation. I know that it has ended in our favor. Notice my words. I pick them carefully. Not that it will end in my favor or in our favor, but it has ended in our favor. Okay, because God has empowered me to go through this situation so much so that even when the devil brings it up and I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to, you know, 
maybe do something or pray something not along the lines of God's will for the lady. I'm like, well, devil, too late. Okay, what am I trying to say? Every time we pray, every time we, we come to God because we, we need direction or we need God's help, you receive a note of victory and you go away from that situation and you go away from, you know, you exit that place of prayer because we never go away from God's presence. You exit that place of prayer and you go back and find the same situation. Please don't let the devil let you think that God did not, that that, that, that time, that session was a wasted um, um, uh, period. Don't let the devil make you feel that way. Because in that time that you prayed, as long as your mind was in connection with God, there's something that happened. There was an exchange. You were being strengthened, made strong to overcome that thing that is a challenge or that posed a challenge to you. The devil will make you think otherwise. He'll make you think, well, that situation is still there. So what's, you know, nothing has changed. God did not hear you. Guess what? God heard you and God made you into the person that can face that situation and come out stronger, come out successful, come out a victor on the other side. Amen. Let us very quickly, we're going to wrap this up. Let us turn to 2 Samuel 22. 2 Samuel 22. Yes, 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 22. We're going to read through a couple of verses and then, um, and then we'll wrap this up. But I, my, my, what I want to say for every one of us is don't let the devil have the final say. Don't let the devil have the final say. God has in him everything that we need in Christ Jesus. So much available in Christ Jesus. So do not let the devil have the final say over your life. As you spend time with God in the place of prayer, draw from within that which you have, um, which you have received for the season or for that situation that is, uh, that is confronting you. And like David, run through a throop. And leap over a wall. We'll come to that scripture later. Second Samuel 22, 1 to, 1 to 8. I don't know if I can read the whole thing. But then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from all the hands of his enemies. Now God could have shown up and been like, I am God. David is my anointed. You know, Saul, die. This one. Because God had rejected Saul. So he could have all killed him. Saul, die. All of you, die, you know. But God didn't do that. There was, this, there, there was a becoming. David had to go through that experience in order to become King David. David had to go through that experience. And then he, he, he gave a song. He, he sang a song to God on the day when God delivered him from the hands of all the enemies, from the hands of Saul. Listen, you would think Saul was his only enemy. But the Bible tells us here that God delivered him from all the hands of his enemies and from the hands of Saul. So Saul was not the only person chasing David as we see. There were plenty of people. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer. The God of my strength in whom I will trust. My shield, the horn of my salvation. My stronghold and my refuge. My savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. David did not sit down and be like, uh, God, why is all this happening to me? He, he, he called upon God, asked God for help. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. 
the sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. Verse 7. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. David did not sit and be like, why me? You know, like some of my people will say, why they say that? How, how they say that thing? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know because we don't say it here. So, you know, you know, be, uh, because our own is not finished. How can my own be finished when my father is still alive? How can my own be finished when my God is still alive? And he has not said my own is finished. Then I will now use my mouth and say my own is finished. No. David said in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry entered his ears. Okay. And then God responded. God responded in the way he wanted to respond. Okay. Um, verse 19. Let's very quickly go to verse 19. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Because David knew that there was somebody who could rely on. The Lord was my support, my protector, my sustainer. David did not go into that situation alone, attempting to do and undo. He knew that there was a God with him. And because of that, he could face that situation. He was strengthened enough to face that situation. Verse 29 to 30 is what I really want us to look at today. Verse 29 to 30. For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness. And then, when the Lord enlightens my darkness, I can run against the troop by my God who has enlightened my darkness. I can leap over a wall. When we read scripture, eh, take time. If you need a, if you need a dictionary... Or if you need to look at the root word of the, the origin of a word, go and look into it. It's not so that you can preach better. Or it's not so that you can, you know, dissect the Bible. But so you understand what God is saying to you. Go back to verse 29. For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall lighten my darkness. If you, if you find yourself in a situation when you don't know what to do, are you not in a place of darkness concerning that situation? Now, I'm not saying you are not a Christian or anything. You're a believer. You know you have a father filled with the Holy Spirit. But you find yourself in a place where you don't know what to do. Isn't that, does that not seem like a place of darkness? Where there's uncertainty, there's no clarity, you're not sure what to do. The psalmist is telling us that it is the Lord that is our lamp. It is the Lord that enlightens that darkness. So when we go to him, guess what? He shows us what we ought to do. And then, with what God has shown us, we can run against a troop. What is a troop? A troop is a band of army. Think of it. An army is not made of one man. We have one man army. But in this context, an army is not one man. An army, we, if, if you know Bible history, you know that when you talk of an army, you're talking of thousands, tens of thousands of men, sometimes even hundreds. But the Bible is telling us that when God shines his light upon us, you can run through that army of hundreds of thousands and they will not see you. They will not find you. What seemed like an obstacle before you, you know, God is able to carry you through it. And then he said, by my God, I can leap over a wall. We know how the walls in the days of old were constructed. Construct. They're not these are flimsy walls here that tornado is throwing down. You know, the wall of Jericho, he stole... Um, uh, his historians tell us that the walls of Jericho were so high and so thick 
that you could place five chariots side by side on a wall. But David is saying, because God has lightened my darkness, I can leap over a wall. See, there is so much that is available to us in God. But we must be committed to searching it out. It will not come, everything will not come to you in a message. Everything will not come to you in a song. Everything will not come to you by way of your brain and you see a revelation or you get a vision. Everything will not come to you through that. If you find yourself waiting for a message or a song or, you know, just waiting to hear from God through certain channels, I'm not saying that is wrong. But there is a place where you ought to be, where it is you and God. And then you are there. And then God is showing you things. And then God is teaching you things. All this mighty, mighty... When I hear Christians doing big things in this day and age, when you hear Christians doing big things in this day and age, guess what? It's not because they inherited something great. For most, for some, sometimes you find that maybe some of them don't even have parents. But guess what? They stayed in the place of prayer. They downloaded the blueprint from heaven. Excuse me. They downloaded the blueprint from heaven. And then they set up that thing. Why will it not be a success? When God has given them the blueprint and said, this is what you will do for the rest of your life. This is how you will um, enforce my kingdom on the earth. And then they go out and they run with it. Men and brethren, let's go back to Luke 22. Let's go back to Luke 22. Ah, oh, thank you, Jesus. Luke 22. The Bible tells us, verse 45, when Jesus rose from prayer, when he had rose up from prayer and had come to the disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. We see two groups of people, all within the same category. One stayed praying and prayed through, was strengthened through that situation to face what was ahead of him and come out successful on the other end. The other ones fell asleep and fell into temptation. Peter was not the only one who fell into temptation. We always think it's Peter because Jesus called him out. He was going to deny him. And yes, we see how Peter denied Jesus. But think about this. There were other disciples there with them. The Bible says that when Judas came and, you know, everyone came to, you know, Judas did what he did and betrayed, you know, identified who Jesus was. The Bible says that they wanted to take him up and someone brought out a sword and cut off somebody's ear. That was a temptation because Jesus had told them, be peacemakers, you know. When someone strikes you on one cheek, turn the other cheek. But you see outright uh, falling short, you know. He fell short. So he fell into temptation. And then we see another group that ran away. You know, they were supposed to stay close to their master. But they ran away. Had the disciples stayed praying, perhaps, maybe, 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 just maybe, they would have received what they needed to help them walk with Jesus through that journey. Just imagine if the disciples were there with Jesus. Just imagine that, you know, they were helping Jesus through that carrying the cross and all whatnot. Things happened the way they happened for the Bible, for prophecies to be fulfilled. But just imagine that the disciples were with Jesus every step of the way. That the Bible tells us of one disciple that followed near. 
everybody stayed far. Everybody ran away. But there was one that followed near. And we see what came out of him. He did not see that. Nothing could kill him. Hot oil could not kill him. Whatever they chose to do to him, did not, do not, nothing could do to him, nothing. They had to banish him to an island. And God, through him, gave us the book of Revelations. Because one chose to stay near. I pray for us that the grace will be released for each and every one of us to stay near. No matter what the situation is, no matter where we find ourselves in, questioning things that are going on around us. It's not because God does not love you, but the more you come close, the more you question God, the more, and by question God, I mean you ask him questions, ask him what to do concerning that situation, and ask him to help you through that situation. The more we spend time with God, in the place of prayer, I pray for every one of us that our eyes will be open. I don't mean physical eyes now, that our spiritual eyes will be open to see what we ought to see so that we are able to receive what we ought to receive, that we might become what we are to become, what God has destined us to be in the name of Jesus. Let us be on our feet. Let us be on our feet as we give God praise for the word tonight and let us receive from God that which he has for us concerning this word because I strongly believe every time God's words comes to us it is not so that we feel good or so that we hear the word and be like okay I came to church today but so that we leave this gathering with something something that when we put into practice we see God show up in the name of Jesus first and foremost if there's anyone in the room or online you've not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior because all those promises the Bible tells us these deep treasures are available to us in Christ you cannot access anything outside of Christ so is there anyone in this room who has not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and you feel you've been you know the, the Spirit of God has been touching your heart and he, he, he you know, you know this is the time for you to accept him as Lord and Savior I want you to signify by a raise of hand if there's anyone in the room, if there's anyone online, I want you to signify by a raise of hand as well. I believe you can raise your hand where you are. I want you to signify by a raise of hand. And I just want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word to me this morning. Thank you because I know there is so much that is available to me in Christ. I'm tired of the way I live. I do not want to live this way anymore. I accept the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross of Calvary for me. I confess him today as my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, I invite you to, to come into my life. I invite you into my life. Come and make me another man. Come and make me a new man. From this day henceforth, you sit as Lord enthroned over my life and I submit to your will every day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom of God. I want you to please reach out to us. We would love to connect with you and make sure that as God's child, as a citizen of heaven, you are working in alignment with the, with the rules or the, 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 the standards of the kingdom that you now belong to. Amen. For every one of us, I want us to pray. Ephesians 6.13 tells us something very important. Ephesians 6.13. Ephesians, we're going to read from six, um, 6, from verse 13 to verse 18. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Let me pause here and say that we, a lot of times, we do everything that we ought to do to stand. 
but we don't pay attention to the standing. Like, I like to illustrate, I like to give illustrations sometimes. And doing everything that you ought to do to stand and not standing, therefore, is like a soldier who gets ready for battle and goes to bed, takes up his duvet and sleep. How does that help anybody? You know there's a battle going on, but you go to the, no, not even your bed. You know there's a battle going on. You know you're on the battlefield. You're supposed to be fighting, but you lay down sleeping. Ephesians 6.14, stand therefore, having guarded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shrouded your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, of which you will be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, important, praying always and with all prayer and supplication, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. This morning, I want us to pray. You're going to lift up your hands to your father. He's your father. And you're going to ask God for the grace, for the grace to stay praying in the name of Jesus. It is not for you to come to God when something comes up. You're trying to put out the fire and then you remember you have a father and then you run to him and be like, God, there's a fire. Please help me. You show me what I need to do to put it out. No, but this is you staying with God on a daily basis. You carve out time to be alone with God. You are intentional about being with God. You make out time to be with God. You give God priority every day. You give God priority every day. Your quiet time is not limited to worship songs you're listening to someone sing. Your quiet time is not listening, it's not limited to 5 a.m. prayers. But you carve out time to spend time with God. You make out time you to spend time with God. You pray even when you don't feel like it. Guess what? I don't feel like praying all the time. Sometimes I want to sleep, but then I know that God is waiting for me. I know that God is waiting for me and I have to show up. I can't keep him waiting. I've done it in the past, yes and did I like it? No. But I know and I've decided I will never keep God waiting again. I will not go to sleep when I know God is waiting for me. So I want us to pray for grace. In the name of Jesus, for every one of us in the house, for every one of us connecting online, and for everyone that will listen at a later date, precious Holy Spirit, we ask for an outpouring of grace. Grace to stay in the place of prayer. The ability to access deep treasures by reason of prayer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That every one of us will be empowered in the place of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I perceive the Holy Spirit wants to teach us how to pray. Someone might have been questioning. I don't know. Okay, so you will know that this is for you because you were questioning recently. You were saying, I wish someone would teach me how to pray in such a way that I can literally access God. I can come into deep places with God. The Holy Spirit is releasing this morning a blueprint for the place of prayer in the name of Jesus. So he's going to show you what you need to do. He's going to show you how to go through the, how to, how to, um, 
go through your, your quiet time with him. And I believe this is unique to everyone. My quiet time cannot be like someone else's quiet time. Neither can someone else's quiet time be like mine. So I want you to this morning trust that the spirit of God will show you how you ought to be in the place of prayer. In the name of Jesus. This morning I'm also being led to pray for the sick. If there's anyone sick amongst us in, in, in this place, if you want to come out, I say come out because I was only asked to call you out. If there's anyone here who is sick in body, you want to, um, you are sick in body and you believe that the power of God is present in the room to heal you. Because if you don't believe that you will be healed when you are being prayed for, then there's no point coming out. If you believe that the power of God is present in the house to heal you, then please I want you to step forward. For those of us joining online, if you are sick in body and you want, you believe rather that God is present to heal. I just want you to place your hand on that part of your body, wherever it is wherever it is I just want you to place your hand on that part of your body precious Holy Spirit concerning this once you see them I pray that your healing power flows through their bodies in the name of Jesus from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet in the name of Jesus every negative doctor's report is nullified this morning in the name of Jesus every negative doctor's report is being torn to shreds this morning in the name of Jesus Lord I speak complete healing over your children as many that are listening now and as many that would listen at a later date I decree that their healing is made permanent in the name of Jesus Father we give you praise come on give God praise he's your father give him praise for all he's done today Lord we worship you what a God you are what a father you are blessed be your name blessed be your name blessed be your name so much for joining us today we hope you've been blessed by the sermon and if you would love to be a part of what god is doing in our midst feel free to join us on sundays at 10 a.m or wednesdays at 7 p.m to be a part of the giving you can give our email at info info at kicccanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate god is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon remember you're a champion god bless you